The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Nazir has been dedicated by our good friend Jaime and Dina Dana. Hashem Yishmirem v'chayim. Fatzlacha for all their children that they should be mechunach alpi toratenu akedusha. They should grow up and they should be zochel the Torah or mitzvot or chupa or maasim tovim ubefrat for Ashkelema for Moshe ben Dina. אין נא רפאנה לו בתוך שאר חולי עמו ישראל, וגם רפואה שלמה, פנינה, בת אסתר. אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, רפואת הנפש ורפואת הגוף, ורפואתה כרבה לבוא וכן ירסון ונאמר אמן בזכות המסכת נזיר יגן באדם אמן. Today's daf is being studied the Ainu Nishmat Mor Zekeni to be Yosef Ben Sarah, be Abraham Ben Esther, be Hashem Tzrichem Begin Eden, be Fuashinema Moshe Ben Dina, Sarah Rucham Batarah, Sarah Batrachet, Enna Refanah Nahim Fat Nefesh, Yafah Bat Sarah, Enna Refanah Nahim Fat Nefesh, Ufwat Aguf Watam Kedavad Abav Echini Nasum Anamar Amen. We are in Daf Nigimal Amud Bet, and we are three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven lines from the bottom, starting with the word Hai Eved. We have a mahlokit between the Buchanan and the Shlakish. We'll just to go back to our Mishnah for a second. Our Mishnah said about a Evid Minamit, or Evid Minahai, Shiesh Alem Basar Kadaui, which means, let's say, a limb that came off of Evid of a Mit or a living person, and it still has enough flesh on it to regenerate, meaning the Let's say there's some flesh or the sinew is still on it. If you reattach it to a live person, it would, uh, you know, it would continue to exist. So such an ever is able to exude tumah, which means if a, if a uh, nazir goes over such an ever, mahir, magam, asa, so he's going to now uh, be tameh. Keep in mind that when we say tameh, it's nazir tameh, meaning he has to be megalaya. He has to shave, he has to be korbanot. He's got to start the count all over again. Right, so the Gemara uh, then made a mahlokit between the Buhanan and the Shakish. It said, Eved that has on it basar. Right? It's able to regenerate. So the Gemara made a diuk. What about if it doesn't have basar? Right? So therefore, Gemara said, I'm just going back for a moment. The Buhanan Amar, Enen Nazir Megalei Halehim. Yohanan said, if it doesn't have the proper basar flesh on it, Yohanan says, he does not megalayah. We're not discussing over here uh, ohel. The discussion over here is baga'ah uh, umasa. And he says, uh, he's not going to be megalayah. That does not bring a tum'ah that causes the nazir to shave. And the shaki says, ha-nazir megalayah. So no, that the nazir will be megalayah. This, this type of tum'ah as well, even a bone. Without uh, the proper flesh. Now, the discussion we have to analyze now is how big is this bone that we're talking about? Why? If it's the size of an etzim, if it's the size of an etzim kisorah, size of a barley, which should be the machlok? We know we have a rule already. Any type of bone that's the size of a barley is mitamib magal masa. So how can the Hanan come along and say that it's not mitamib? I don't care about the flesh. Just go with the bone itself. And if you're telling me it's less than the size of an Eitzim Kis'oda, so then what's the logic of the Shakish? I thought we learned that the minimum Magal uh, Masa is Eitzim Kis'oda. The bone's got to be the size of a Bali. Now you give me a new item. You tell me even less. So that we have to discuss today the size of the bone that we are talking about. So that's where the Gemara begins. What's the case? If you tell me that it has this minimum shi'ud as a etzim kis'ura, might have other bihanan. What's the reason for the bihanan? Why should he say that it's time to be magamasa? If it doesn't have an etzim kis'ura, might have other shakish. What's the reason for the shakish? I thought the minimum shi'ud of magamasa is etzim kis'ura. So I can't the shakish say if it's less than it's still going to be tame. Ah, my lekhan shakish, the ulam de lepe etzim kis'ura. Hadush. There's not etzim kis'ura. It's less, it's smaller than that. Vafidu and still, we're going to see from now, the Torah was marbe. I mean, the Torah included this item as well. Now, the Gemara is going to bring a Braita. The first part of the Braita is not where the proof is. The proof is actually on the next Amud, on the Amud Nishon, 
Well, we, the Gemara is bringing you the whole Vlaita in its uh, entirety. Now let's see what the Vlaita is. The Tanya, Vechol Asher Yiga Al Pene Hasadeh Bahalal Herev Obemet Obekabel. That's the end of the Pasuk, which means the Pasuk is talking about over here. Vechol Asher Yiga, anybody that comes and touches anything that's on the open field, Bahalal, on a corpse, Herev, on the uh, sword, Obemet, on the now the Gemara is going to be Doresh, what all these words are talking about. This Pasuk is actually Hedushim regarding the Tumaf, Tumat Ohel. And the Gemara begins, al which is you saw a corpse on the open field. What does that mean, al This is referring to somebody that comes along and uh, hovers over the Met, which is he's Ma'ahil himself, in the airspace, over the Met, so the Tumaf, the Met goes on him. So that's al Pene, meaning on the over, like uh, in front of the, over the, uh, the myth. Okay? Uh, the next hadush is bahalal. What does the word bahalal mean? Which literally means a corpse. I don't need to tell me a corpse. I know a corpse is metame. So what does the word bahalal mean? So it says, ze even minahai. This is talking about a limb that came off a living person. And it is enough uh, flesh on it that has the ability for it to regenerate itself. So the hadush is that a limb that falls off a living person that can be ma'ale arukha, that can heal itself if we be reattached, that's going to exude to that oil as well. Hedev. What is the word hedev in the Pasuk referring to? kehalal. We have a rule. Uh, the hedev that touches the mitt, and then somebody touches that hedev, that's the sword, a metal utensil, that has a deen like the mitt itself. Just like the mitt has a status of aviyavota tum'ah, which is the highest madriga of tum'ah that makes the person that touches an ava tum'ah, which subsequently we can be metameh adam v'kedim. So too, the herev, hadush of it, bahalal herev. What's the juxtaposition? Herev areu kehalal. That means if you have a, a, a sword, or for that matter, any metal item that touched the mitt, that item now becomes aviyavot as well. And somebody touches that Hayrev now has never deen of an Av. Halal and Hayrev are equal. Obemet, what does Obemet mean? Ze'evel and Halal min amit. That's about an, uh, a, a limb that uh, became, uh, uh, came for, was severed from the corpse. Uh, again, also with the same uh, uh, flesh on it to regenerate itself. So that also is mitameh. Uh, Obe'aitzim adam. Okay, it says, Obe'aitzim Adam. That's also part of the Pasuk. What word means the limbs? Ze rova atzamot. Oh, this is the deen of rova atzamot. We have a quarter of a kav of uh, atzamot, of the body, that also is able to be metameh person. So you have a quarter of a kav on, in a roof. Right? The guy walks in, so it's able to bring a person to, to ma'am. We're not talking about a nazir necessarily. Because a nazir, we know we learned, Allah Khamashim says, Hatsi. Hatsi kav. But this is a regular tumah. Regular tumah is able to be metameh. Obekaber, the Pasuk says, Ze kever satum. This is referring to a kever satum. What is kever satum? Uh, you'd benefit by looking at a uh, picture, but let's just finish the statement. Damar mor, because we have a statement. Tum'ah boka'ad ve'ola, boka'ad ve'yoredet. That sometimes tum'ah uh, is boka'ad. It breaks through and goes up, and breaks through and goes down. Okay, end of first part of the writer. What is that listing of kever satum? You have a kever, a, a coffin, that is sealed. It's uh, no no openings, okay? Totally sealed. And where the corpse is, to the top of the kever, to the top of the coffin, is a tefah. Okay, there's a tefah. Tefah, let's say, about three inches, three to four inches, let's say, space. So the law is like this. What happens is, in that case, we say the tum'ah, Let's say the mitt is taking up a part of the kevet. Okay? The, the, the coffin is bigger than the mitt itself, right? That we say, in a case where it's sealed, totally sealed, and there's a tefah, the tum'ah spreads throughout the whole coffin. Even in the place where the mitt is not. The tum'ah spreads, like the whole thing is filled. We look at, we look at it as the whole thing is filled with tum'ah. And therefore, if a person is ma'ahil on any part of the kevet, even the part where the mitt is not necessarily there, it becomes tameh. Okay, that's the deen of kever satum. Masha'en ken, if let's say you had a, uh, again, kever satum, sealed, locked, vault, and there was not a tefah between the mitt and the uh, top of the, the door, top of the roof of the kever, then we say tum'ah buka'at ve'oleh. That means only where the mitt is, the tum'ah breaks out and goes all the way up, up and down, but it does not go to the sides. Therefore, if somebody was mahil on the side where the mitt is not, so they would not bring 
a tumah. Uh, now look at the pictures. If you have a picture over there, you can see it on fifty-four A one. They gave you the two uh, two scenarios over there. Right on the left uh, side, you see empty spaces less than a tefah. So you see the shaded area. That's tumah bokat. Only with the mitt itself is in the next picture to the right. You see where there's an empty space of one tefah or more. Then the tumah is. Uh, goes to the sides as a it's called it goes to the sides and therefore if a person's mahi it's going to be metamim on any of the uh, on any ways okay now before we go to the next part of the blight so the first part of the blight told us all kadushim what brings ohil tum'ah okay and they were donation from the pasuk all that all that now let's read Tosafot just to get uh, what we just spoke out a little clearer Let's um let's start with that. Actually we'll read the Rosh as we have accustomed uh, ourselves. Start the Rosh Alpinel Sade Zea Mahil Alpinea Mit De Mashma Magashu Baavir. It's Masha Alpinea Sade. It's a type of maga, a type of uh, 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 connection that you're having with the mid over the airspace. How was that? Which means on the face of the field. You're not touching the mid itself. You're being mahil through what? Through airspace. How you're hovering over the, the mid itself. And that's how you're bringing it to ma. Now he just has a question that says, I, but in Masichet Chulin, we were Doresh Pasuk for something else. So the Rosh says, no, no. Over there we were focusing on the word Sadeh. Over here we're focusing on the word Peneh. That's that. Next Rosh. Bahalal Ze'ever Minahai. Right, it's severed, it's severed from its place, which means from a living person, and it still has the ability to regenerate itself. That's what the that's word bahalal means, a bone that's severed. That's the tradition. Once the herif touches the mit, it becomes avi avota tumah kemit atzmo. Now, don't think it's only a sword. Any metal item that comes in contact with the mitt has a deen of Avi Avot Tumah. is even non metal kidding. That's what's about looking if it has to be metal, even non metal. But we'll see. Now, when it says obemit, it's talking about a, a limb that's severed from the mit. So the Rosh says, I don't need the pasuk to be mit, because even the hairif that touches the mit is heavy. The, the mit itself. Good, so therefore we're talking about a bone that's severed from the, or a limb that's severed from the mit, that still can regenerate itself, if it would be attached to a living person, therefore has a deen of Tumat oil. Next one. O be kever ze kever satum. She'en lo petiha be poteyah tefa. Which means the vault is totally sealed. There's not even an opening in the vault of a tefa. O ma'ahil alav afilu shlo keregeda tumah. And he's ma'ahil. The guy's ma'ahil over the coffin, even in the spot where the mit is not. He's still going to be tameh. Because what do we say? The tumah spreads. Spreads to the sides. Because you have a tefa on top. So we look at it as if. The whole coffin is filled with tumah. The hashbina nekilu kulo male tumah. Good. Ubelvaj you poteyach tefah ben amet legaga kever. So long as you have a tefah between the mat and the roof of the kever. Aval im enbu poteyach tefah havo tumah letsutsa ubukaat veole veel metamam minasdadim. Okay, that's uh, that's a very interesting piece of exam. We're seeing a lot. נפש אטומה נוגע בבן הסתדים שתהור בפני שתהור בוקד ועודד בוקד ויורד ואי בעיה מקום אטומה תפה על תפה על רום תפה נוגע מקום מקום תמיד בפני שהוא כקבר שתום אוקיי, זה אני אגיב זה דיפנט הלכה אבל הפוינט הוא פה אז כבר שתום totally sealed vault with a tefah in the uh, area there between the mitt and the, and the roof and, you can, and if the guy's mahil in any area he's going to receive tumah that's the first part of the b'laita that doesn't help us what we're trying to find out we're trying to discuss maga'u masah by an ever that is less than a se'ura to try to justify the Shlakish statement again our problem is we learned till now from Maga'u Masa Maga'u means you touched it massage you carried it the minimum shi'ura of an ever has got to be a se'ura the Shlakish came and gave us the big hadush he's telling us that even less than that 
right, is going to be metameh. Uh, so we say, where'd you get that from? So we got it from this part of the Brayta. So it says now, ve'ilu gaben negi'ah. Oh, by the law of negi'ah, by touching, tumah, that's, uh, that, 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 that's gotten by touching, tumah negi'ah. How about a view that, Tanya? We have a Brayta. You know, we're, we're quoting a uh, pasuk over here. The pasuk over here says, just to give you the whole pasuk, it says, "Ve'ala nogeya ba'etzim o be'halal o be'met o be'kaber." Right? Somebody that touches is tumat nigiya ba'etzim, the bomb, be'halal, be'met o be'kaber. So the Gemara is going to dores. We just we we like, like we just went dores by tumat ohel. The different words mm-hmm. we're going to dores now. Words that are written by tumat. Nigiah. So the Gemara says, "Hanogaya ba'etzim or b'halal ba'etzim." What does it mean? Ba'etzim? Ze'etzim kisora. That's the regular law. That's the source, by the way. Source. How do you know? Etzim kisora. They don't answer from the word etzim in the pasuk. That means if it's the size of a barley corn and somebody touches it, it's tumat nigiah. It's going to be tameh. Okay, that's that. Or b'halal. What does halal mean? Ze'ever and halal minachai. Ve'en bo la'alot arucha ho. This is talking about an ever that was severed from a living uh, person. Ve'en bo la'alot arucha, and it does not have enough flesh on it in order to regenerate, regenerate itself. It'll be subject to the tumah of nigiah. Okay, not oil, not oil, but tumat nigiah. Continue. O bemet ze ever anehalal menamet. This is a similar case. It was severed this time, but from a mitt. And same law. Does not have uh, enough uh, flesh in order to regenerate itself. O Bekaber. What is the Bekaber coming to teach me? Abar Ishtakish. Ze Kever. Shlifne Hadibur. Period. End of statement. What is a Kever? Lifne Hadibur. I'd say literally a uh, coffin or a dead body, a Kever, a grave, before Matan Torah. Now, before Matan Torah, there was no uh, law of Tumat Ohel. No such thing. Before Matan Torah, there was only the deen of Tumat Maga'u Masa. That was, that was the law. Um, and the law of Jews and Goyim happened to be equal before Matan Torah. After Matan Torah, when the Pasuk said, Adam ki yamut be'ohel, so we learned, Atem kiruyim Adam, ve'en of kuchavim kiruyim Adam. Which means the tumat of oil was only said by Jews. A goy cannot bring tumat oil. Okay, if anything, his tumat is only maga or masavin. A dead goy, right? The corpse of a goy. So before, before matan Torah, there was no difference between Jew and um, uh, goy. That's why we're referring to this over here when it says met zekevish lefnad dibur. Before the Matan Torah, that's another way of saying that a kever of a Jew before the Dibur we had a deen of a goy, which means there was only the law of Magal Masa. That's what Basuk was saying. Obe kaber, right? That uh, somebody would touch uh, the kever, the coffin of a of a Jew, the grave of a Jew, uh, before Matan Torah, or for that matter, a goy after Matan Torah only uh, exudes to Mat Magal Masa. So that's how you know a goy is only mitamebe. Magav. So that's what we learn from the word Obekaber, teaching me the deen of a goy. That obviously you don't you don't need a, a dirasha for what happened before Matan Torah. It's just calling it before the dibu because it never changed. The goy before Matan Torah and after Matan Torah stayed the same. It's just that we were the same, like the goy before. And then I said to Matohel uh, changed uh, after. You want to read that inside? You could look at the. Um, it says it nicely. Look at the uh, Mifarish. Mifarish is on the right side. We haven't read the Mifarish in a while, but that's Obe uh, Kaber. Right? That's the Mifarish they're calling it. Amar Ishtakish Ze Kevish Lefnad Dibur. See that? Mifarish on the right side. Where Ashi usually is. Kilomar Sha'avde Kuchavim Metameim Bimaga. Good. That's the point of Ishtakish. Goy is Metameh Bimaga. Afapish Emetameim Beohir. Even though there's not too much oil by a goy, kedetanya kivrei avdei kuchavim em etamim beoil ela bengiah. Now vechol sheaya kodem adibur kodem atan tura bench of avdei kuchavim bench Israel kari lekever ben Noah. 
They used to call it Kivit bin Noah. Only after Matata, then they had Kivit Israel. But before that, it was just a general term called Kivit bin Noah. They Kivit Aovit Kuchavim Lahara Dibur Kikodim Dibur. The Goy never changed. She'en Metamim Beohel Efi Shelo Netna Lehem Torah. Which means the kev of that dibur is not saying a goy, the kev of a goy, but it's the fnad dibur because he never changed. His fnad dibur was like a har dibur, right? Tumat magal basa. Good. Now that we have this statement, now we got to analyze. The Gemara begins. Gemara says, "Hi, ever min Good. You told me in this last derasha, this last round of tumat maga, you told me one of the tumot that brings maga. Is what? An ever min a mit. A limb that fell off a uh, mit. Now we want to know what's the size of this uh, ever. He didn't say, just an ever min a mit. So the Gibbara says, If you tell me it says, You would have that already. Didn't you just tell me in the first part of the Pasuk, And what does Aitzim teach me? Aitzim Kisora. So what do I need two pesukim? Aisem kesora or a limb that falls off the size of seora. Either way, it's too bad. Magab. Oh, ela delet be aisem kesora. Oh, must be talking about this part of us. Where it does not have a size of aisem. Vafilu ache and still the chaman arabia and still the pasuk came to include it to tell me what that is going to be mitamir. Now you have to ask yourself a question. What are you talking about? If you tell me it has to be size of aisem. Well, then you tell me even less than Aitzim. Make up your mind. So what do you have to say Aitzim? So the Tosafot comes along and says, just the first line of the Tosafot of the Buddha Matzel Ela, that answers this question, Kevan Chiyeshbo Ever Shalim, which means, uh, when we talk, look at Tosafot, Ela, the let be Aitzim Kisora, is talking about where it's Ever Shalim, meaning Aitzim Kisora is even a fragment. Right, where it's a fragment then already you have to have the size of a se'ura. The hadush of is if let's say you have a full ever, I guess it's got to be one of the smaller uh, ivarim, obviously, the hadush over there is that even if it's less than a se'ura, it can exude tum'at maga. So that's the source of ishtakish. Even if it doesn't have flesh on it to regenerate itself, if it's an ever shalem, it has the ability to be metameh, not be'ohim, be'maga. Oh, so we've proven successfully. We found the Shitab Rishtakish is based on a Braita. Yes, Tumat Magabe Ever Shalem, Afilu Pachot Mesaura. Aval on a fragment, uh, it's got to be Dafka a Saura. Only the Enyan Tumat Magabe, Velo the Enyan Ohil. Comes the Gemara and says, Wait, we're not finished. The Amalekar of Yohanan. Hey, Rabbi Yohanan, what are you going to do with this Derashah here? So you have to remember, Rabbi Yohanan was the one that said that, no, no, no. Hey, the Aitzim, what we're talking about over here, is talking about Aitzim Kis'ura. He didn't go with this business over here. He holds less than a Sa'ura, is not mitameh, not bivagab, not bivasa, right? It's got to be the size of an Aitzim. It's got to be the size of an Aitzim, so what do you need two pesukim for? You have one pesuk that comes along and says, Oh, kola nogeya bi'aitzim. Then it says, oh, bivit. What do you need the both items? So the Ramadan says the Olam diit be. Atayir has a shiur. It's talking about it is the size of a shiurah. So what do you need the, the both uh, lines for? So it says viim eno inyan lemagao. Now inyan lemasao. We took it for granted that magamasa goes together. The Ramadan says no. You need the word o beetsim or hanogeya beetsim to teach me this to nogeya. You, you, you can't take the basuk out of context. No, that means touching. How do you know lifting? How do you know masa? And we thought it goes hand in hand. Doesn't. And therefore you need the word obemet to teach me what the deen of when you have an isim kisora, the law is going to be this tumat masa as well. I don't need no gaya. No gaya already I learned. Obe'etzim. So therefore the next that I says to be same, it's, it's a repeat. Be'etzim, the size of a bali, now will be metameh, the masa. The only problem Tosfot points out with this derasha, when it came to the met, like you gave me different words. You gave me evesh and halel, right, an evesh that was severed. Would you have to get confused? Just say the same exact derasha over. Say, Eitzim kisora. You need, according to me, basically you need Aesim Kisura twice. One for Maga, one for Masa. So Tosfot just doesn't understand then why would the Braita, when it got to the Masa item, 
gives like a different terminology, a, a, a limb that's severed from the, don't make it confused, just say, say twice. You need it twice, quite to be honest. But bottom line, he doesn't answer it. But bottom line, what do you see? The uh, the Mahlokit uh, has now been uh, sourced. Shakish has a source, and Rabbi Hanan rejects his source, it comes up and says, no, you need one for Maga and one for Masa. Look at... Um, And the Rosh, incidentally, leaves another question in Sarikh Ayun, and he says, Sarikh Ayun, the Rishtakish, Minale, the Aizr Kesoram, and Tamibir Masa. Right? He leaves that in the question. How does the Shakish know Tumat Masa? Well, he doesn't, because the Pasuk says, Hanogeya. I mean, if you want to put them together, you can, but who says? I mean, if you want to be technical, the Pasuk doesn't say, Hanogeya, the Aizr. I mean, Rabbi Hanan already obviously held you, you can't put them together. There's two different types of Tumat. One, you're touching it, one, you're not even touching it, you just. Lifting it. So the Rosh lives in the Tzrikhayur as well. He doesn't know where the Shtakish is going to get his deen of Tum'at Masa'ah from. But in any event, as I said, it is uh, well documented in the Brighter. The Shtakish has a source. Comes the Gibran continues. Okay, let's go back to our Mishnah now. The Mishnah was on Mimtet. What do we learn in the Mishnah? All the cases where there was Tum'at Ohin, uh, where there was a Tum'at of Met, yeah? I shouldn't say oil, because even Maga Umasa, anytime there was contact with a uh, mit, so in order to become pure, the Nazir we're talking about needs to be sprinkled with the Paraduma on the third day and on the seventh day. That's the regular deen of uh, sprinkling uh, a, a, you know, a person that's tamir. And what else did the Mishnah say? It says Vesoter, which means it sounds like he's got to recount. He's got to recount his uh, count. Now, to remind you, we had a machloket earlier in the Masechet when the Nazir is doing his recount. Which day does he start the recount from? From day seven or day eight? Let's review the machloket. It's very it's going to be fundamental to how to interpret this Mishnah. The process was the Nazir comes on day seven. Now he's tamay. He's got to wait seven days. On day seven, he goes to the Mikveh. Uh, he is considered now Tevul uh, Yom. Right? He's got to wait until the Arif Shemesh. Arif Shemesh is considered now Mechusar Kippurim. If he didn't bring the Korban, day 8, he brings his Korbanot. So there was a Mahloket between the Bidi Ezer and the Hachamim. Can you start the new count of the Nizirut on day 7 already after he went to the Mikveh? Maybe you count day 7 as 1 already. Because you're, already, you're in the process. Do you want to Or do you have to wait until day 8 after you brought your Korban? Okay, that's coming out. You're going to pick up an extra day or not in the new round of Nizirut. Right? So we have to know our Mishnah, which shita is it subscribing to? Now, let's get the exact language of the Mishnah. The exact language of the Mishnah was um, okay, all the days that he counted till now are Soter. Until he purifies himself. And he brings his Korbanot. That says, So now the Gemara comes along and says, What does it mean, the seventh day when he went to the Mekmeh, Maybe Ajitan means until Herif Shemesh. Gotta wait till the evening. And that's, uh, that's when you cut. Umani, Rabbi Eli Aizari. Which means, that's uh, Rabbi Eli Aizari. Or maybe no, maybe it means meaning until the eighth day. So that's means day seven or day eight. The Sefa is the next Mishnah, which we're going to read right now. Okay, it says in the Sefa, it was really probably one big Mishnah, and uh, right, the Shas uh, split it up. So this is the Sefa, it says like this. Matheel umone miyad. Oh. You look in the next Mishnah, it's going to say in another case, in the case that the Mishnah is going to discuss, he counts immediately. Which means there's no deen of uh, Soter. He counts immediately. So it means what? Harisha Immediately is mashma even on day 7. Which means matheel miyad. 
which means from the fact that the Mishnah later on he used the Lashon Miyad Miyad was raised immediately Mashma that when you just said is a later period what's that later period until he brings his so we're deducing it from the Lashon Miyad which was written later good Look at the Rosh. Achi Taher, Dictani, Bezain, Ahadazavit, Vidal, Manibi, Ezdama, Vikadish, Rosho, Bayomahu. Beoptic Lahtosh, Matrim, Monim, Yad Bobayum. He said, You start counting the Nunizut and lay the haircut, which is day seven. Odema Behet, Uma Achi Taher, Bavat Kubenotav, Umani, the B, Rabanani. Damar Vikadish, Rosho, Bayomahu, Bayom of Atko Benotav. Good, it's my little Alan Bayomahu. Bayoptic Lahto, or Bayom, Havaat. So the Gemara Zoresh is from later on. Good. So from the fact that it said Miyad, Miyad's Mashma, I mean, day seven. Right, didn't say Miyad before. When it says Achita, it's the later stage. Later stage, Korbanot. Good. Now we start the next Mishnah. Now, let's let's get to the, the rule of this Mishnah. What's, what's this Mishnah coming to do? This next Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah was teaching me Tum'ah of a Nazir, where it renders him full-fledged Tum'ah, that he has to shave, like a regular Tameh Nazir, bring Korbanot, right? And then start over again. This Mishnah is going to discuss quasi-types of Tum'ah, that is going to make the Nazir Tameh, but not enough that he's going to shave and bring Korbanot. Because either the Tum'ah is going to be Right, or it's going to be like a sephic situation. Now, the Mishnah is discussing both forms of Tum'at. Tum'at Ohel as well as Tum'at Magaw Masa. Which is, each case has to be judged independently. Which type of Tum'at are we talking about? But the point is, just like the Nisha was talking about both type of Tum'at. If you remember the Rishad said, The point of the first part of the Mishnah was these Tum'ot are real, full-fledged Tum'ot to render a guy a Tameh Nazir with Korbanot. These Tum'ot I'm going to talk about are quasi, I'm calling it quasi, I don't know if that's the right word. And therefore the Mishnah is going to say, he might have to be sprinkled on the third and the seventh, because if he has Tum'ah, he has Tum'ah, but not enough him to bring a Korban, not enough him to shave, and... It might not even sauter some of the cases, not sauter his days. He might be able to, you know, pick up where he left off. He might have like a temporary uh, break in the action and then pick up after he finishes those seven days right where he left off. So now we're going to go through each case uh, separately and, 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 and understand. So your Mishnah begins. Okay. Aval. So you see already it's the Sefa, because it's studying Aval. So obviously this Mishnah was connected to the first Mishnah. Hasechachot vehapiraot. Now, Sechachot and Piraot will take to Sfot's advice to wait for the Gemara to explain us what those two cases are. Ubeta Paris. Now, Beta Paris is something that we learned several times already in the Gemara. What is Beta Paris? That's a field that there was a cavern, there was a myth buried there. And they plowed the field. Your concern is that the blade of the plow uh, you know, digs up some of the, uh, the mitt and strews its pieces throughout the field. So they made a law, Midrabanan. It's a hashash Midrabanan. They said, maybe there's a piece over there that's a kisura and things like that. So they said, if somebody goes to that field over there, we're concerned that maybe he came in contact with a, a piece of the, uh, the flesh, because it was plowed up. So therefore they put it to Ma'ah. Uh, if the person went to Beta Paris. Look at the Tosafot, he explains it very, very quick. He says, uh, uh, Beta Paris, first wide line of Tosafot. Sadeh, shenehairash bokeber. Ve'ad kuf amma, the hundred amma, I guess, around the kever. Hashu hachamim, shema dildela machlisha. Maybe the blade of the plow scattered ba'atzavot. V'nishtayir sham esem kisora veleka tumah elam drabanan. Can it? It's a far-fetched thing. Therefore, it's not a tumah de oraita. It's a hashash. Therefore, they put it tumah drabanan. Okay, that's the case of bet haparis. Okay, good.
Pares is uh, literally means something that's broken or fragmented. So beta pares, the field that you're concerned about fragmented bones from the uh, blade. This is the words. The eris amim. Okay, let's discuss what the eris amim is. We learned the Masech Shabbat. The rabbis put tum'ah on eris amim. We'll see in the Gemara what's the nature of the Tum'ah and what's the reason why they put Tum'ah. But there's a Tum'ah in Eris Amin, so Tum'ah in Nazir, let's say, left Eris Israel, went to Eris Amin, and then came back. Okay, so we'll see exactly what that Tum'ah does to the Nazir. Next case. The Golel and Dofek. Okay. Golel and Dofek are actual, according to Rashid, uh, look at Rashid and Tam actually. Now she learns the golel is the uh, the cover of the coffin. It's called the golel, and the dofek is like the sides. Okay, so it's actually the walls of the coffin. Uh, the golel is the tab. Tosfot learns the golel is actually the tombstone, and the dofek is the the stones that are holding up the tombstone. Because today they would wedge stones, you know, underneath it to keep the stone uh, 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 upright. In any event, whatever Golel and Dofek is, <coughs> obviously it exudes a Tum'ah. Okay? <coughs> Continue the Mishnah. Virvi'it dam. Oh. And it will eat of blood. Ve'ohel. Ve'roba atzamot. All these dinim over here of Virvi'it dam. And the next case would be Roba atzamot would be a quarter of a cup of Atzamot has the ability to be tameh. But again, Legaben Nazir tameh, the shiur to shave and bring kurbah is going to be hatzilog. But don't think, even the rova will be metameh. It's not like we're saying rova is going to be nothing. No, it'll be metameh beohim, but not inyan kurbanot. Or for that matter, rova kav atzamot. Now you have a quarter of a kav of bones. It'll be metameh the nazir. Nafkamina, he got to do the three and seven, meaning he's got to go through the process of uh, Tara, but he does not bring Korbanot. Good? Okay, so that's that. So again, Revi'id Dam, Ve'oil, Ve'rova Atzamot. Oil means in an oil where you have a rova of uh, Atzamot. Look at those spots. Those spots just says, Afapishim Tamim Be'oil, En Nazir Megaleh Alehem. Now, Obedin, who, the Abidin, the Mitti, Pachot Mahatsid Log Dam. Right, which means really, uh, for our purposes, we're talking about Nazir. It didn't have to say the Vi'it. It could have said less than a half. Yeah. But since that's the Shi'ur, for Stam, Tum'ah, the Vi'it, so it shows a Vi'it. Okay, next case. Vikilim and Bemit. And for that matter, any vessel that is touching the Mit. Now, uh, we're going to see what type of kelim we're talking about. The chaura, uh not metal. Because if you're talking about metal, metal we said maybe has the dean of the, the mit itself, or whatever the mit is, but we'll see. Or maybe no, maybe I'll say metal, and metal kelim have a different dean than the, the mit itself. So we'll see exactly what type of kelim we're talking about. Let's hold that, but I don't hold. Ubime safro, ubime gamro. This is talking about over here a nazir that became a mitzvah. Well, let's review how mitzvah happens. Guy gets his leprosy. Right now, he's got to go to the kohen, or the kohen comes to him, the kohen looks at him, makes an evaluation. Sometimes he doesn't render him a, a, a confirmed. Confirmed means he's muhlat. He waits for more simani, a week, sometimes takes two weeks. Uh, finally, he makes him a. Muhlat, uh, meaning it's confirmed. Now he's got to wait until uh, the tzarat goes away. Then he has to start seven days of tahara. It's the count. The counting is called the bime safro. How does he count? He shaves his body, counts seven days, he has to shave again at the end of the seven days, and he brings his korbanot. So now we're talking about, of let's say, a person is a uh, nazir. Right? Bime Safro or Bime Gamro. Bime Gamro is the days before he starts to count. The Gemara is going to say that, of course, during the Tumah of Tzara'at, his Nizirut is on hold. You cannot count the days of Tzara'at towards his days of Nizirut. But the point is, it does not soter it. Right? Because what we learned, 
only Tum'at Met has the ability to soter a Nazir. So what's going to happen is it'll put him on hold. Now this guy, incidentally, whether it's Bimis Safro days or Gamro, that's the days before the Safina, it's not going to uh, necessitate him to be sprinkled either. Because there's no Tum'at Met over here. It's not like you need a three and a seven uh, for sprinkling. So what, what's the thing going to be? Whether it's Bimek Gamro, which is the days from when he finished being confirmed till he starts to count, or Bimek Safro from when he starts to count, those days don't uh, are not tacked on to the Nizirut, but they don't spoil the Nizirut. Okay? And therefore he's not going to be Korbanot either. Why am I telling you this? Technically it's a Nazir Shinitma. But such a Tum'ah is not as strict as the Tum'ah that we discussed till now. Therefore, Intigla'at ve'en Qurban. Now we get to the Deen. Ummazzeh al-elu e'en nazir megalayah e'en nazir megalayah meaning e'en nazir megalayah mita'am nazirut Actually, these words e'en nazir megalayah is going back on all the cases of the Mishnah. For the case of the Mitzvah, you have to just plug in El Nazir Megalayah, meaning for his Naziru Tameh situation. Of course, we'll have to shave for the Tarat, right? But in all the other cases, he doesn't shave at all. He just picks up his Nazirut uh, after he finishes. In the cases where you had Tum'at, Met, right? In those cases, you'd have to be, uh, uh, be sprinkled on day three and day seven. Okay? Obviously, again, it's not talking about the Nazir Mitzorah case. You don't have to be sprinkled on day 3 and day 7 for a Nazir Mitzorah. That's obvious. Oh, it's not soter the previous days. You start counting immediately, which is on day 7 already. Like we learned, you start the count wherever you left off until the Tum'ah. The Korban Enlo. Right? And there's no Qurban as well in this case. Look at the top Tosfot. Ve'eno soter takodmim. Ve'gam en olim no leminyan. Neziruto. She has those words there. It also doesn't count for his, uh, for his neziru. The days, ve'umatheil manem yad. B'mkom she pasak lemnot keshenetma. Lo yatheil lemnot. Shimet tuma en olim no lemen neziruto. וגן קורבן שנזיר תמם מביא חטאת ועולה ועוף ואשם, זה אינו מביא. פרפקט, היא לא זמין לקורבנות אבי נזיר תמם אזוואל. לאס פארד זה משנה, באמת אמרו. What is באמת? In truth, right? In truth they said. Okay, usually this is like a הלכה. או הלכה לשם סיני. That's what they usually say. באמת, זה הלכה לשם סיני. ימי הזב, והזבה, וימי הזכירו של מסורה, הרי אלו עולים לו. There's a certain Tum'ah that you can even count those days towards the Nazirut. That's Yemeh Zivah, Nazir becomes a Zav. Okay, Zav, he had an emission out of his body over there, things like that. So the Zav is going to be, or Zavah, either way, very lady. That type of Tum'ah, he can even count the days that he was Tameh Zav. Included towards the days and credit towards his nazirut, or for that matter, yemeh hiskiro shem mesura. Hiskiro is until he's confirmed. He, he has a sarat on his body, but the grand says we gotta wait till we see his vaday. So the hisgir days can be counted towards his nazirut. Okay, now the gemara begins. We need we need to explain terminologies. So the Mishnah is the Gemara says, "Ve'elu ena sechachot." What is sechachot? That was the first case of the Mishnah, right? Ilan hamesach ala alis. Period. Let's get rules here. To be subject to mat ohel, you need number one to have an oil. What's an oil? Tefah. The item's got to be a tefah at least, and the tumah's got to be underneath the tefah and the. Guy's got to walk underneath that uh, actual spot over there. Good. We're talking about a tree that's in the Rishut HaRabim. Okay? It's got a lot of uh, public domain. It's got a lot of branches, things like that. However, the branches are very uh, narrow, thin branches. And there's space in between them. So really, you don't have, in the majority of the tree, you really don't have an oil. Because there's air space in between them. The branches themselves are not the size of a table. But you have... One branch that's the size of a tefah, and there's a, a piece of uh, a mat underneath that branch, and the guy walked underneath the tree. 
So it's really a safek if he walked under that branch that had the tefa with the, the, the mat underneath it. It is a safek. Now we have a rule. Safek tum'ah birshut anabim tahor. Klal. You have a safek of tum'ah in the public domain. Tahor. Actually learned it from the law of sota, which we'll see in another time. But the point is that in this case over here, since really Minadin, she should be, uh, or he should be Tahor, we're talking about Nazir now. Now, Nazir walked under this tree. Yeah. So we're not going to say it's Tamer, Nyan, Gilua, and Korban, but we'll say Tum'ah Legabe, he's got to stop his count for momentarily. So let him get sprinkled three and seven, and then let him, uh, let him continue. Okay? Look at the Rosh. First line in Rosh. Ilana Mesach al you don't know which one. Therefore, like I said, it is a safik. Uh, okay. What's the next case? Ufiraot. Hayyutsot. Menagadir. Similar case we had this earlier, if you remember. We're talking about we have uh, stones that are protruding out of a wall. So the stones have a tefah. So they are being mahil. Problem is, you don't know, and the Nazir walked underneath, let's say, right? But you don't know which one had the mit underneath it. So it's also a type of safik. Look at the Tosafot for this one. Ufiraot. Avanima gadir. My bones that are coming out of the fence. Rocks. Stones, right, rocks. Hasamuk lebet kivarot. Oh, it's next to the cemetery. Ve'yesham nefer ta'at ha'at mina avanim. Okay, nefer, they have something that fell, or nefer, mamash. Vegazu achirim tum'al lebalech ta'at ha'at mina avanim. Afki safek tum'al b'shutarim yisifikot ahor. Right. Now, the masikh nidat tosfot smashma, if the guy walked the whole area, then it's tum'al v'adai already. Because he definitely walked under the rock that has the tum'al. We're talking about we walked under part of it, so we don't know if he walked under the one that had the mint or not. Really, safek tum'al b'shutarim yisifikot ahor. So for a nazir, he's not going to shave, he's not going to bring korbanot. Good? Okay, next. There's always a question that they ask. Why did the rabbis put Tum'ah? What was the nature of the Tum'ah of Eris Amin? Did they make a, a Tum'ah on the airspace? Now, what's shot on the airspace? That means the reason the rabbis would make Tum'ah on the airspace is a new type of Tum'ah. Uh, meaning, even if the guy, let's say, figured out a way to remove himself from Tumat Ohim, he's in a box, he's in a, 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 a carriage that's hotsets from Tumat Ohil, doesn't matter. The air itself is going to be Now, why would the rabbis make such a Tumat? They don't want people going to Hotsaharis. They, they, they want to keep the guys in Eris Israel. So you can go to Hussaris, but you're exposed to the air. I don't care if you fixed yourself that the oil is not going to get you. It's not doing oil. They put a tomat stem on the avir. Or do I say, no, 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 no. It wasn't a tomat avir. It's tomat gush. They're worried about the land. Why? We don't know who's in the land here. Maybe Mete Dora Mabulu. People are buried in Hussaris, and the Grim are not careful in marking the uh, Kivarot. So you're concerned about, again, Jews, obviously, because we said there's no tomatohil by Queen. You're right that there's Jews that are buried over there in, uh, in Hustaharis. Therefore, they did tomat uh, gush. Okay, so that's, uh, that's the concern. That's the mahlok. Now, Nafkamina, I told you, will be. If you hold this tomatohil, so technically if a guy goes in there with a, in a box and things like that, where he protects himself from tomatohil, not going to be affected by the tomat uh, Hustaharis. Yeah. But if you say it's tomat avir, that's not going to help you if you're in a box, even though you've fixed your oil, but the air is still tomato uh, in You're breathing the air, right? Okay. Good? So comes again when says, I'll bring you a proof. Tashema, from Al Mishnah. Would we say if somebody, if a Nazir goes to Hustaris? Tumat Eris Amim is one of the items that he has to get sprinkled on. So Yigamara says, Tumat Avir is not Avir Hazalamali. Tumat Avir is not similar than Tumat Mit. Tumat Avir is a new Humrat type item. Correct? It's got nothing to, it's not even similar to Tumat Mit. 
why would the Mishnah say he's got to get sprinkled on day three and day seven? Tumat Avin is a chumrah of the rabbis so you don't leave Israel. It's not connected to Matmit. From the fact that the Mishnah says if he goes out of Israel and he goes to Tumat Amim, he's got to do three and seven, it's much they were concerned about Tumat Gush. They were worried about the land itself that there's Metim. So the three and seven gives it away that it's Tumat Gush. Good? So comes the and says, Ela la Mishum Gusha. No. Le'olam emalak Mishum Avira. Vichi Ketani Ashara. Right? Don't be so technical. When the Mishnah said you got to be Mazetri in seven, it's not in all cases. It's on the cases that it applies to. On the others. It's not going on Tumat Teres Amin. Tumat Teres Amin. You don't have to do three and seven. And we thought initially when it says three and seven, it's going on everything. No, it's not going on everything. So then I can tell you it's really Tumat Avir and the three and seven is going on the rest. And the Gabbanat says, Hachi Namim Estabra. By the way, I'll bring you a proof to this. It's Mr. Betro on the Mishnah, by the way. What, what was one of the cases of the Mishnah? Vessels that are touching the mit. The Gebarah is assuming over here, what type of kelim are we talking about? Non-metal kelim. Okay? Now, non-metal kelim are not going to be subject to this law. Because the law of the Tum'ah that we say if it touches the mat, that's only by Kili Matichet. Right? So therefore, and what are we saying over here? The assumption again is that the Mishnah is talking about non-Kli Matichet. And therefore, if it's non-Kli Matichet, you shouldn't need Hazaah 3 and 7. Because only by Kli Matichet you need Hazaah. And so what does it say? 3 and 7. Ela must be going on. How do you Kili Ashara. Just like it's going on the other items, excluding Kirin that the Met uh, touched, so to this as well, by the case of the Tumat uh, Eretz look at, look at the Look at the Rosh. The last Rosh on the page. Hane Kirin Benez Aninu Pirush. Adam Nogeya Bekirin. Bar Hazahu. Ah. Because the Rosh is learning. Bitmiah. Balo Akliyava Tumah. Ve Adam Nogeya Borisho Vetamit Tumat Aref. The Rosh is assuming that this keli that we're talking about is not a matekhet, because if it was matekhet, it becomes aviavot. Now, we know if somebody touches aviavot to mind, he's sprinkling. The Rosh is talking about over here. No, it's talking about a non keli matekhet. Is it going to become tamir if it touches the mat? Absolutely. But what does it become? An av. The, the mat is aviavot. The keli that would keli touches the mat, it'll, be, it'll become an av. The fellow touches the keli, he becomes a rishon. A rishon does not need the uh, hazah three and seven. Also, what do you see? When it said three and seven, it's obviously not going back on all the cases. So, it's not going back on the tumat and it's amin.